Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're talking about the recent trend of woke Hollywood projects failing and whether it's true that if you go woke, you go broke. If you keep up with pop culture, you'll know that over the past few years, there's been quite the backlash against attempts to inject intersectional politics into literally everything. And we're going to go through some examples of that in just a second. But first, I have a quick message from our sponsor, Cabbage. Managing inventory, covering payroll, and doing a hundred other things before lunch is just an average day when you own a small business. Your time is valuable, and getting the money you need shouldn't take up all of it. As someone who started off independently making videos on YouTube, I know exactly how expensive it can be to try and run a small business and how access to funding can literally make or break you. That's why Cabbage created a simple, modern way for businesses to access up to $250,000 of credit. Cabbage's application process is online and takes just minutes to complete and get a decision. If your business qualifies, you can access the amount you need right away and withdraw more funds whenever you need extra capital. Cabbage has an a rating with the Better Business Bureau and has provided over $200,000 100,000 small businesses with access to funding. Get the money you need to run your small business today. Go to cabbage.com and use code Lauren to get a $100 credit on your first loan statement. That's K-A-B-B-A-G-E.com. Disclaimer, this offer ends November 30th and you must take a minimum $5,000 loan to qualify. Credit lines are subject to review and change and individual requests for capital are separate installment loans issued by Celtic Bank member FDIC. Some of the first movies that probably come to mind with the phrase get woke go broke are of course lady ghostbusters and female oceans 8 i think we all remember how upset fans were when writers replaced all male casts with all female casts in order to strengthen plots and provide for more interesting characters i'm, I'm kidding That's not why they did that. To make a very long story short, basically Ghostbusters bombed and any potential sequels were cancelled. Ocean's 8 wasn't as big of a failure, but still, the reviews were mixed and I wouldn't hold my breath for another. Then we have the case of Battlefield 5, where developers decided that, mm, on second thought, the history of World War II just isn't woke enough. Those dang veterans, they're so white and too gosh darn male. And you know what? Although some people might say that trying to essentially revise the history of World War II is somewhat controversial, developers told people that, look, if they had a problem with it, they should just not buy the game. To which people were like, okie dokie, sounds good. Ultimately, when it was all said and done, even the CEO of EA, the studio that made the game, had to admit that it had failed to meet sales expectations. And finally, none of this is to mention the fact that award shows, which have pretty much become soapboxes for celebrities to signal their progressive virtue, seem to consistently be breaking new rating lows. Now look, Hollywood is free to be as unbearably preachy and intersectional as they want. They are free to try to shove their coastal liberal elitist views down our throats, free speech and all that. However, at the same time, we are also free to not watch or buy their stuff. Get woke, go broke. But hang on there, some intrepid social justice activists might say. Black Panther was successful, Captain Marvel was successful, therefore diversity works. Crowds are hungry for more intersectionality. They crave more stories about genderqueer disabled sex workers. Well, in this video, we're going to talk about how, despite the fact that yes, Black Panther and Captain Marvel were successful, like 
every single Marvel movie is successful, things are not looking good for the future of woke propaganda from Hollywood. First off, let's talk about Batwoman. The CW, which is already known for its woke LGBT inclusive series Supergirl, recently launched a newer, even woker, even LGBT-er inclusive series called Batwoman. The series features a gay female lead Batwoman as the protagonist, which by the way, does not in and of itself mean the series would be bad. But after the trailer was released, people weren't very confident that this would be a well-written series instead of just long-form progressive propaganda delivered in weekly installments. Wayne Security, you owe my boss a new door. Your boss is my cousin. You, you, you don't want to go near that. You were, you were seriously not supposed to know what's down there. So I have this thing with rolls. I need you to fix his suit. The suit is literal perfection. It will be. When it fits a woman. They think I'm him. I'm not about to let a man take credit for a woman's work. Wokeness aside, ideology aside, the fact that I hate this aside, who talks like that? What woman would look at something meant to fit a man and say, it'll be perfect when it fits a woman instead of it'll be perfect when it fits me, the person who's going to be wearing it. Women, as the body positivity movement will tell you, are not all the same size. Forget anything to do with narrative, that, that's bad writing. How this got past the writer's room, the showrunner, the director, the editor, I don't understand. And even though it's totally true that trailers aren't necessarily indicative of the quality of the shows they represent, this one seemed pretty spot on. After the show airing for over a month, overall reception is just not positive. The show has a dismal 12% audience score from over 7,000 users. And at 73%, even its critic rating is nothing to write home about. I mean, with a show as diverse as this, you'd expect the score to at least be in the 90s. And never mind critical reception, but the audience numbers for the show over its very limited run have already started dropping steadily. So much so that rumors are now circulating that Batwoman might actually get cancelled. So get woke, go broke. Next up, we also have Terminator Last Ditch Effort. I mean, Dark Fate. And to be fair to Dark Fate's crew though, they were working uphill on this one. Previous attempts, as I'm sure you guys know, to revive the Terminator franchise have not gone well, so it's not like they were working with a ton of goodwill or anything to begin with. But even so, when the director, Tim Miller, said that one of the strong female leads would scare misogynists, Fans were not impressed, and keep in mind, these are Terminator fans. If they're misogynists, they are the worst misogynists in the world. I mean, Sarah Connor, kick-butt action heroine, any of this ringing any bells? It was almost like this director was trying to preempt any criticism this character or this movie would get by saying, hey guys, just gonna put this out there, I bet people who hate women will not like this. So, I mean, do, do whatever you want with that information. Anyway, I'm not gonna say that Terminator Dark Fate was a complete failure, but it definitely wasn't a success. It got decent reviews from most people, don't get me wrong, but core fans of the series 
we're not happy with it. Without going into spoilers, let's just say that certain choices were made regarding one of the male characters that some fans felt was a middle finger to the canon and perhaps an FU to male characters everywhere. Plus, the film underperformed enough at the box office that the sequel's Dark Fate was supposed to kick off were cancelled. Get woke, go broke. And last but not least, if you follow Game of Thrones news, you'll know that one of the planned spin-offs slash prequel series HBO was working on was called Blood Moon. Earlier in the year, progressive outlets were so excited to have what was shaping up to be a super progressive series. Lady director, lady showrunner, female lead, diverse cast, amazing, can't wait. It turns out though, the show did not get picked up for a first season after the studio saw the pilot. If you're like me, the darker, more vindictive side of you might be thinking, I knew it, D&D failed so badly, they not only killed their show, but also any potential spinoffs, they screwed up so badly, they have burned the IP to the ground and salted the earth. Well, yes, but also no. Unlike the steady and then suddenly exponential decrease in quality between seasons 6, 7, and 8, the spin-off cancellation may not be the fault of Game of Thrones' two showrunners, Weiss and Benioff. While HBO didn't give an exact reason why the series was cancelled and we're never gonna see the pilot to judge ourselves, according to at least one source, it was ultimately the series' wokeness that led to its demise. As one article in Express writes, quote, HBO cancelled Blood Moon in fear it would alienate viewers. Grace McRae writes that, quote, The source explained, HBO were terrified the first prequel would scare hardcore fans. It was very different to the original series, but was very brave and bold. The prequel was very woke and subversive, but they've decided to go for a script by a bloke and full of dragons. That, of course, is in reference to House of the Dragon, the other Game of Thrones prequel series that HBO is moving forward with. So, get woke, go prematurely? Broke. And guys, what you need to understand is that there are so many more examples of woke entertainment failing. Michelle Wolf's show was cancelled, Chelsea Handler's show was cancelled, Disney's Galaxy's Edge is failing to attract people after they turned the Star Wars franchise over to a Mary Sue, Lily Singh's new woke late night comedy show is making nobody nobody at all laugh, the list goes on. And obviously, I'm not saying that being woke is the only reason why these projects failed. There's a lot that goes into determining whether something is successful or not. I'm not denying that, but I think at the very least, it's safe to say that being progressive or diverse or inclusive or whatever people want to call it is not the huge marketing draw that some activists, including those in Hollywood, think that it is. And what's really interesting is not only have we lately seen woke efforts failing, but conversely and refreshingly, un-PC enterprises have been succeeding. The film Joker, which had progressives in a tizzy for reasons I still don't fully understand, has beaten box office expectations. And despite being penned originally as a solo standalone film, sequel rumors are swirling. Plus, as we've talked about before on this show, Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr's anti-PC comedy specials have been very well received by audiences. So what's happening here? If Hollywood and these Twitter activists keep telling us that people are yearning for politically correct media and mud diversity, why do projects with a progressive premise keep failing. The first thing I think it's important to understand is that no, audiences don't hate women or 
people of different races. Anytime a project fails now or gets criticism, journalists try to blame it on misogyny or, oh, racism, but that, that really doesn't make any sense. The Fast and the Furious franchise, though very far removed from its origins, Remember when the first movie started out and it was about a cop going undercover with a street racing gang? The movies are, are not at all about that anymore. Those films boast a diverse cast and kick-butt female characters, yet they continue to do very well. Same with Black Panther and, admittedly, Captain Marvel, both of which grossed over a billion dollars. You see, the thing is, audiences really don't have a problem with writers telling different types of stories or incorporating different types of characters. So please stop trying to blame bigotry for the reason why your movies don't do well. And you know, for all of the annoying media coverage that Black Panther and Captain Marvel got from progressives, and in the case of Captain Marvel, Brie Larson herself, those films really weren't the progressive smackdowns that a lot of activists, I think, were hoping they would be. Not that a liberal bias wasn't there, because it definitely was, but it really wasn't any more than any other movie nowadays, if we're being honest. Audiences didn't care if the cast was mostly black or if the film had a female lead. They were just standard action movies that were no better or worse than any other movie. And the same is true for the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah, there are actors of every different color in the movies, but they're still just regular action movies. And so most people are more than happy to go see those movies, not necessarily because of the diversity or in spite of the diversity, but just because they look like good movies. But when we look at other woke projects that ultimately fail, we begin to see a pattern emerge. The first thing that really bothers audiences, which journalists and critics mistake for bigotry, is when woke writers change existing franchises to make them more diverse. Whether it's through inserting female, non-white, or LGBT characters, we've seen writers change the spirit of franchises like Star Wars, Ghostbusters, Ocean's 8, and Charlie's Angels, which, yes, there is a reboot of coming out this month I think it is, and there's a female Bosley, and there's also a Lady Thor in the Marvel Universe as well. I think Natalie Portman is playing her. Regardless of ideology, as writers, how can these people not see that that's just lazy and disrespectful to the original works? You can't blame fans for not being happy when you change key components of the movies or series they liked. That's not being anti-diversity, that's just anti- hey, this isn't the same thing that I like that you're trying to sell me. Why not create new characters, tell new stories if you're so desperate for on-screen representation? A second thing that audiences really don't like and which I don't understand why studios haven't caught on to yet is when writers don't focus on good writing. They just shove in diverse characters and call it a day. So many woke movies, shows, and games suffer from the SJW perception of the world, where character personalities revolve entirely or mostly around racial, sexual, or gender, or whatever it is, identities. If the first thing or only thing that you can tell me about a character is that she's gay and a strong woman who don't need no man, then that's not good writing, that's not a strong character. And speaking of bad writing, I often find when progressive writers try to portray conservatives or right-wingers as evil in movies or TV shows, it falls totally flat because they don't actually understand the conservative worldview, so they write them as these cartoonish villains rather than fully fleshed out characters who have a cohesive worldview. The best example for this that I can think of is the film Elysium. It's a science fiction film, but basically it's an 
allegory for immigration and healthcare. In the movie, the rich people who live in space pretty much have machines that give them unlimited healthcare. These machines don't require a doctor and they can almost cure anything. But still, even though these machines seemingly have unlimited uses, the rich people don't want to share them with the poor people because, well, I guess, screw poor people. That's it. That's the only reason pretty much that's given. Spoiler alert, that is nowhere near an accurate representation of what the healthcare debate is actually like. And I know Elysium is just a movie, but still, even for a movie, it doesn't make sense. Why are your antagonists such jerks? Just because they're the conservative equivalent? Like, it, you need to have better characters than that. In any case, though, that's pretty much all I have to say for now. And as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Do you think that getting woke and going broke is an actual thing that happens? And do you predict that we're going to be seeing more or less? less woke media in the future. Let me know, but that's it for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.